When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Good evening, everybody. And welcome to For the Love of Pomegranate Podcast. I was going to try and pawn this one off as a team sheet tension for Brisbane Roar but uh, I know you're too intelligent to know the Brisbane Roar matches already happened and I couldn't do it and I couldn't do it but we did have the best of intentions to do a Brisbane Roar uh, team sheet tantrum but uh, I literally got a phone call and said you gotta be in Dublin and I was like okay gotta be in Dublin so I can't do it but I'm delighted today to be joined by James you can see James there beside this this way this way <laughs> can't get it going this Hello. way this way James, at, at Holt, uh, 1874, I'm delighted to be joined by him in Paddy State today. Paddy's still out in Malta drinking Sisk, I think, or Chisk, actually, oh. is what he told me today the beer was. And he said, it's, he said, if I was to put it on the pyramid of beer, it's below Carlsberg and above Dutch Gold. So, uh, sounds like pretty nice beer to me. Yeah, but James, give that <laughs> Exactly. James, when are we going to Malta? <laughs> yeah, well, it's pack our bags. It's sort of something there. It's weekend, why not? <laughs> Exactly, yeah, we might as well go over and meet Paddy. And Paddy's got a load of stories. Paddy was at a Europa Conference game last night because Paddy can't stay away from football. He was at a Europa Conference game between some Maltese team and some uh, Serbian team. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that story because he's told me, he's told me in a bridge story, put it that way. And uh, he <laughs> said he wanted to tell you guys when he goes back in the pod. But James, how are you doing tonight? Is it, is, is it still massively balmy and... And crazy heat over in the UK at the moment because it's after breaking here. It's pissing rain here in Ireland at the moment. Too. Yeah, it's been raining all night here, yeah. but it's, it's been nice. Like it because it was so hot earlier this week. Couldn't I, I slept on the floor downstairs the other night? It was too hot, so I was happy there was a bit of a breeze and it was a bit cooler. To be honest, yeah, it was. It was. It was only hot here for a couple of days, but like we didn't get the forty degree heat. We got like thirty 
32 or 33 degrees yeah. here, which which is still too much for any Irishman. Um, <laughs> so it's uh, I I do lament you guys over there, but yeah, it was fucking it was wild over in the UK. Like it was wild. Actually, it was wild. It was wildfires. Yeah, yeah. And everything like that. I think on Thursday. So Jesus, hopefully everybody out there stayed safe. And and if we've got anybody listening in France or in Spain or in Portugal, I think it's still going on at the moment. Or hey, what am I talking about? Everybody's down in Australia. It's that heat <laughs> yeah. anyway every day down in Australia. Yeah, that's true. So, <laughs> I, think, I think the only reason it was that hot here was because God felt sorry for us because all the cool kids were down in Australia. Yeah, we've got watching, to have some in it, mate. <laughs> exactly, watching the villa. Hey, James, actually, before we get into it, before we get into the Brisbane Roar game, um, and this this is the way this podcast is going to go because I've had a couple of glass, I've had a couple of glasses of whiskey. Um, so uh, this this podcast can go any which way. Um, what about Stephen Gerrard going to meet that kid called Aston oh, in the, in great. in the school? You'll never Why forget that. I'll never forget that. Never mind him. And I wasn't even. I, I was twenty five thousand miles away from. That. <laughs> yeah, it's top class. I mean, like I think that that's something that I love about Gerard at the moment. He just seems to get everything right. He just he seems a top class person. So. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, I think Jared, being from being from Liverpool, I'm not quite sure he's part of the Tory party. But JDAVE76 says Jared <laughs> for PM. Maybe he could be. Maybe he might be. I don't know. I don't know what point about politics, but uh, uh, maybe he might be. But I, I was I literally, genuinely, it was one of those times that, um, and there's been a couple of times recently because I think Villa are getting a lot of PR right. I think with the fans and specifically when Villa when Villa do something out of the ordinary, I think they make they make him very much family orientation about certain things yeah. and like I was watching it and I was above and I was going oh that is brilliant like could you imagine if you were that kid could you imagine if the father of that kid could you imagine if they were the uncle yeah. of that kid like that would have been like just like a mind-blowing thing and it's like something you would have watched back in the 90s like of, of somebody yeah. winning a competition it's know? great I mean because not only has he got to meet like the the, pl- the players and the staff and all that over there he was um, a mascot. He did the coin toss. He's been offered to come over to Villa Park as well. They've offered they've offered him over, and you just think it's correct. It's class because you know you can say it's all for PR, making it look better, but they don't have to do it. Obviously, they're just they're brilliant with it. Brilliant with it. Like put it this way, I'd much prefer Stephen Jared walking into a school, surprising a kid that having the likes of. And look, okay, I'm well within my rights to say this, but Cristiano Ronaldo smacking a phone out of a kid's kid's hand yeah. when he goes to take yeah. a photo of him. And look, I know there's going to be times when Villa players are going to have their their faux pas and they're going to have their moments when the red mist descends. But the more of those moments that we can have that the 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 Jared provided us with, I, I like I I thought it was most yeah. wholesome. And do you know what? Do you know what? Actually, I'll be honest with you. And this is this is no dig like. The club, I think, are like this. Dean Smith was very much like this as well. I know for yeah. a fact Dean Smith was very much like this. Um, but I think this, I think the the, the, the likes of Jared wants to do this. Do you know? Yeah. Like, do you know the way you can be forced into doing something and you look like a plank when you're doing it? Yeah. Jared was like, he was skipping in that door. And yeah. I think that, and to me, that's that, that's like number one. He wants to be an ambassador for this club, and this goes back to something that myself and myself and uh, and Paddy spoke about. About and I haven't spoke to you about this at all about about Kari Chukwueka about the fact he was left at home. Stephen Gerrard became the manager of Aston Villa when he did that, and he put it, like he basically put his balls yeah. in the doorstep and said, "This is this is what's going to happen." And I think he's enjoying being a manager down there now because 
you can see this kind of pep in his step when he goes around the place. Yeah, he, I, th- I was watching the other day when you were talking to Paddy about it, and Paddy said he he, he come of age um, with that situation, and I think I I agree. Like, there's a lot of different you know, variables when it comes to the Chukameka situation, but mm. I like the stamp of authority put down. Is if you're not going to commit, I'm not going to commit to you either. You know, you're over here to play and you're all in. If not, I don't care. And it was and great. Look- I th- I think I think a manager is well within his rights to say that because number one, he's the authority. So at the end of the day, like Jim, I, I couldn't walk into my job and say I want a raise. Yeah, and then say, well, if I don't get my raise, I'm going to look for other, like if I if I did that in another job, I wouldn't get certain projects of like I would I, I wouldn't be put on on projects that would have got me renowned or would have got me loads of experience. I would have just been told to do my day job. Yeah. So like there are people out there who are turned around and are saying, like, oh, is this gonna turn Carney off? Well, you don't reward disloyalty either at the same time. And I can like call me like I'm I'm only 37 seven years of age, but call me call me kind of old fashioned if you want, but you don't reward disloyalty and you reward people who are willing to roll up their sleeves and and and, and put in the hard yards, or you're willing to reward people who have a track record of, of yeah. success. And Kearney, yes, Kearney could well go in with a Ballon d'Or. But at this moment in time, and you know what? I, I'll be honest with you, in 10 years' time, if he does win a Ballon d'Or, there will still be 100,000 people that will say, Villa are fucking stupid for letting him go. And that's absolutely fine. But at this moment in time, the right thing to do for Aston Villa Football Club is to not have that circus following us. We don't need yeah. a circus. We don't need yeah. a circus. We have enough clowns of our own. Like, yeah, that's the, that's that that, and everybody should be like. And Gerard would have said, would have you like? I know it's probably dip, diplomatically incorrect to say that, but like we've a lot of people going on that tour that they're looking to sell. Yeah, well, the, the, the reason they're on that tour is to put them in the shop window as well, isn't it? So, and exactly, and they don't need to put a person in a shop window that isn't going to get them an actual a massive financial return. And yeah. for me. I think the business, the, from a from business point of view, I think he's one hundred percent correct. I think from a from a from a grown up and from a maturity point of view, I think he's actually one hundred percent correct as well. And as Paddy said, and I love Paddy's like 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 Paddy's way. Paddy Paddy Paddy's no problem with me saying this. Like myself and Paddy disagree in an awful lot of things. Like Paddy disagrees that oh we the oh with the dressing room see him this way. I'm going. Paddy doesn't matter shit to me as long as he's got in the wing. Like yeah, you know? <laughs> he's dead right when he says that Stephen Gerrard became the manager of Aston Villa Football Club when he made that decision. And hey, better off, better off blackballing uh, um, an 18-year-old kid than doing it to Jack Grealish or a Dougie Louise or somebody that has massive value. Because at the end of the day, Gerard looked at it and looked at the balance sheet and went, if he goes next year, he's only, like apparently he's only worth 400,000 next year. I find that a bit difficult to believe because arbitration Villa could definitely argue that upwards. Yeah. But if they sell him for a couple of million this this off season, I think that's good business. If he doesn't want to, if he doesn't want to sign, we can all sit here and go, oh, X, Y, and Z. But if he doesn't yeah. want to sign, he doesn't want to sign. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? Like as you said earlier, in ten years' time, he could go on. He could have won all these things. He could have won a Ballon d'Or, or whatever. But he also might not have. He's eighteen at the moment. What we've seen so far is, I'd probably say, up and down. He's not. I think a lot of people are just a bit annoyed and saying he's not shown anything. I think he's shown sparks, which is what you get from a young kid. Yeah. But it's like, you know, Jacob Ramsey, he had, what, 22 appearances, not last season, the one before, and then he broke into the first team regularly this season, and then he was rewarded. And that's that's the pathway that you take. 
So, you know, it's, it, it, you don't want to lose your best prospects. But sometimes it's not, it's not down to you. And, you know, we've offered him what we thought is a suitable offer. If he wants to go somewhere else for either more money, more playing time, whatever, then that's his prerogative and we can move on because we, we produce a lot of good talent there as well. So, you and know, that's, that's You're dead is. right, James. So, like, do you, like, the club is there weighing it up and they're going, do we get... Do we get 12 or 14 years out of Tim and Jacob Ramsey? Or do we get three years out of Kearney and he moves on anyway for a lot of money? And I think the club is kind of going, the stability of 14 years of having an eight and a six are, are look, I, look, we're not, we're not pigeonholing Tim. I think Tim is probably, Tim is looking at himself as an eight anyway. I, don't, I, I think Tim is playing as a six because he just never, doesn't have the experience of playing with big boys football. And I think he's going, eh, in time to come, I'm going to be that hybrid. But yeah. do we get fourteen years out of two players, or do we get three years out of one player? And do we do we do we go do we literally bow down at one guy's feet, as opposed to to nurturing maybe Tim, Aaron Ramsey, and Jacob Ramsey? You know, so I think the club are looking yeah. at this and going, we'll prioritize the three that we have. Yes, we may not win a Ballon d'Or, although Jacob Ramsey has all the talent in the world. <laughs> but the guy yeah. then is that that thinks he's got a Ballon d'Or, got three Ballon d'Ors won already. Yeah, well, look, we let him go and pursue his dream. And if he wants to go down to Catalonia, that's fine. If he wants to go to go to Dortmund, that's fine. If he wants, as long as he doesn't rock up at fucking Brighton or Wolves and then find out that there's no other contract for him and become too headstrong, that's still okay too. But like at the end of the day, like it takes it's going to take a lot of the stars aligning for Kenny to reach his potential. And sometimes the club you're at is the one that you do it at as opposed to yep. going on to another club. Like, Jude Bellingham is a flash... Sorry, flash in the pan is the wrong word. Jude Bellingham is... is the He's the... He's not the rule. He's the... What's, what's the, the, exception the, the rule? The exception to the rule. He's yeah. the exception to the rule. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, Jordan Sancho was the exception to the rule, and then Jordan Sancho came to the Premier League and was absolutely abject, you know? Yeah. So... So it's 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 about it's about it's about playing the aces you're dealt like I suppose at the end of the day. Hey, anyway, James, let's let's change the the subject. Yep. What a no banger! Problem. What a banger of an away jersey. <laughs> yeah, like nice it? it. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll get my hands on both of them at some point. I mean, they're not they're not cheap, but you know, I'll have to say for them. <laughs> they're not cheap. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, hey, you're not you're not paying postage to Ireland, but uh, <laughs> oh yeah, true. No, I would bet a lot of money. My greater my my greater half isn't watching this, but uh, we were away for a few days, right? And I and and for one reason or another, I didn't get to spend as much much money as I wanted to spend. And we only stayed in Ireland; we were in Dublin. But I think my savings might go on both jerseys. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how I'm feeling right now. That's how I'm yeah. feeling right now. Uh, because by all means, by all accounts. The quality is absolutely exceptional. Like I'm, I'm yet yeah. to hear some. Okay, people, people give out a price point. 100%. I, I don't mind. Like price point, whether it's 50 quid, whether it's 75 quid, whether it's 175 quid, there's always going to be somebody who can't afford it. I would yeah. 100% respect anybody. I, I can't really afford it, but it is at the moment, but I think I'm still going to get it as a treat. But there's yeah. obviously like, so if it was 20 quid and you couldn't afford it, there's still going to be people who are going to give out about it. And that's fine. And I'm not saying give it out about it in a bad way. Price point is price point. Okay. I can't yeah. affect that. But the quality of the shirt, I've never, yeah, I, I'm cool. yet to hear somebody give out about the quality of the shirt. Like, I'm actually hearing people go, oh, my God, this is way better than I expected. This is yeah. actually worth the money, you know? I, like, I don't know if you've seen one in, in, in the flesh yet, but I, I, I haven't. But um, 
I saw someone um, I saw someone with the, with one on the other day walking around town, and it looks good, and the fits look good as well. Like they look mm. better than Kappa fit, which is a a good thing for me. I'll be honest. <laughs> looking forward to getting one. <laughs> James, I, I I went to a personal trainer who took my height and my weight. I'm very much conscious of how I'm going to look in any jersey, <laughs> any jersey. I remember when I told you guys I was five foot eight. I could have been. I was. I was actually off on that one. I'm lower than five foot eight. Um, yeah. So I actually tried to bribe him to put my weight up or put my height up a small bit. You know, my weight lower and my height higher. That's what I tried to bribe him to do. But no, he wasn't having it. I wasn't having it. I wasn't having it. But um, no, the shirts look. I actually really like the white, the blue one. Um, I, I when I saw the. And I don't want to be derogatory or whatever, but you know the knockoffs that someone I'd posted. He was in Turkey, he saw knockoffs, so I saw them. I went <laughs> pretty. <coughs> excuse me, I went pretty plain. Yeah, yeah. Plain. Looks like a looks like a training top. But actually, when I, like I've had I've had a lot of friends message me go, oh that 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 away shirt looks class. It looks really retro. Looks class. I'd buy it if I was a Villa fan. And I, the yeah. more I look at it, I'm going like when I saw it in Tyrone Mings, I went. I'm not Tyrone Wings, but I think I can still pull that off. I think it's yeah. nice. And I think it looks good with the claret shorts as well. The um yeah. is it Alicia Lyman was pictured in it earlier. Um the claret shorts and socks guys with the blue for me. Yeah. So in fairness, she's gonna look good in anything. And yeah, I saw not... someone comment that earlier saying she'd look good in a bin bag. So. <laughs> that's not being sexist, that's just no, having that's eyes. What someone that's put. just having eyes. <laughs> and you know what? Um, I think I think this this is nice sideways. Um, Dougie Louise looks like he's going to stay. Well, he's going to stay for this year anyway. Tonight, it looks yeah. like looks like AC Milan are cooling their interest. And I saw something online to say that he's very amiable to signing again. And she signed a new deal, so uh, I suppose where goes one, where goes two. You know, yeah. I think. I don't know, was it you that I spoke to about this? But um, she's, I, I, I think she might have a say in where he goes, and, and she's happy, he's happy. So, you know, if we get another deal, I, I want him to sign a contract more so from the point of view, James, that, that, and this is something I know the club is very, very much in, is protecting future value down the line. Like, we're in a situation with Kearney at the moment whereby, and, and yeah. where's that comment? I think we have there, someone said he has this over a barrel, and he does. He really does have us over a barrel because um, we just have nothing. We've we've nothing to count. Like if he wants to go, he can go. But yeah. the big thing, like like he's 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 backing himself to go. I don't hate him because it like because of it. But Douglas Louise has had a, an abject year. He's had a good year and he's had a mediocre year. Doesn't really have a back a, a back catalogue. But he's yeah. enough of it to get a job in Italy. You know? Yeah. So, like... <laughs> he's, a, so... <laughs> he's experienced in, in Premier League football. I think it's different football football in Italy. It's like Tammy. Tammy suits Italian football over there. And I think Louise would as well. But I also think he's good enough for us. When he plays in the midfield on his game, he can help control it. He can help control that midfield. You know, he, he has a bit of a zip about his passing. He has a bit of Brazilian flair in him. I really like him. I just, I'm not quite sure where we stand on the situation with him. He's, it, it's a bit weird, isn't it? Coming into a, a year that's left on it, you want, you want to keep value on him. But it also, sometimes I feel like I wonder if we're open to selling him in a domino effect. You know, we want to get another midfielder in. He's probably the best value 
that we would be open to selling. Mm. So it's a really tough one. And at the moment, I think it looks like he stays for the season. But And this is it. This is where... How am I going to put this? I suppose this is where business and football meet each other. Yeah. Because you always want to have at least two players in your uh, on your starting eleven that you want to sell. Yeah. Um, like you do. I remember. I remember Alex Ferguson saying that when he had Dwight York and he had Andy Cole up front, and he said, uh, "I always." I, I, it was it was an obscure interview. I think it was like match of the day. It was a throwaway commentary. He goes, he goes. I always want to start two people. I want to sell. And today it was Andy Cole and Dwight York. It was one of these things to say they were shit. And they didn't. They couldn't score between them. And he was having a bad day, and he was giving them like a, a size nine up the up the posterior. But yeah. I, that resonated with me. I was like, I, I was young. I was what, 10, 11, 12, whatever. When he said that, but it always resonated with me. But you do for a team like Aston Villa, you want to have two players in your team that you always want to be able to sell or, or are comfortable with selling because you know that you're getting massive profit for them. Yeah. And I think by signing somebody like Douglas Louise to a new contract, I think he goes from a twenty million signing. I think he probably could have gone for 20 million this season. Yeah. I think Villa would have let him go. I think now he probably goes for 30 million, 35 million. Now he put he puts two two good seasons together and stays in the Brazil squad, goes to a World Cup for Brazil. I think maybe somebody from the continent, like a PSG, yeah. collect these guys. You know, yeah. they, they collect them for fun. Or a Juventus collects these guys for fun. I think I, I think it's not within the realms of possibility that Villa are looking at him going to be bottom for 13, I think it was. We could yeah, get over forty rising, for him. Yeah, yeah. But, so well, that's all. That's all gone now. I think with, with the fact that he's with, with escalators and the fact that time has passed. Yeah, I think yeah, amortization and sell on fee. Well, no, I think the sell on fees and stuff like that have have gone. Oh yeah, yeah. Whatever, whatever that was. I think there was time time basis in those. No, look, hey, we're all sitting here. Hey, I'm sitting in Ireland, James. I don't know where in the hell in the UK you're sitting. And none of us know fucking hell about about contracts, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was reported was that a lot of those flittered away after time. And if he yeah. signs his second contract with Villa, I think they'd go anyway. Yeah, yeah. I, I could be wrong on that. I, think so. and I, I, I don't know if there's any if there's any football lawyers in the in, in the audience, but maybe. But I would keep Douglas Louise. I think Douglas Louise oh, is God. Douglas Louise is like a guy that he's like he's like a terrier that, that just backs at the postman at the moment. And we hate him because he backs at the postman. But at the end of the day, because we keep him in the house, but at the end of the day, if he was around the back, he could be barking at fucking robbers trying to get in around the back, you know? Yeah. So I think we've curtailed him a small little bit. Yeah. And let's see what he can do in the number eight position. I don't know. I, I like him in the number eight position. Um, the Was it the Leeds game when we played Kamara, JJ and Louise in yes. midfield? Yeah. I liked that midfield. They looked good. They looked like they could press. Keep the ball, advance the ball. I, I liked it, but, and you could also switch JJ with McGinn, and I think you get the same effect. Um, so I, I like Louise, but I think uh, it may may hinge on another signing coming in. It may be that he stays and another signing comes in, and another maybe a Sanson leaves or something like that. I think there's a lot of possibilities. I, I think Sanson could still very well leave, but he might stay as well. <laughs> We 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 get on to it in a moment. We get on to a moment because I did preface this about Brisbane Roar and and, and United. We're twenty two minutes in. We discussed neither of them. But before we do that, before we go to either of those two, let's go to a couple of comments first. 
Um, Kahua Gaming says Alicia's thing, so is Doug. End of. I actually agree with that. But Kahua also comes on with a second part and says Memphis to pay anybody. Um, he has the lion tattoo on his back, so he fits in with the whole <laughs> moniker of the lion Aston Villa. But I think Memphis to pay is a small bit of a, of a head to ball. I think he's. I think Memphis to pay knows he's got paid. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And he wants to be a good footballer, but Norris has got paid. I think I, I like him as a footballer. Uh, I think he's really tidy. I think he he has that versatility versatility across the front three as well that would suit us if he was playing at the top level again. When he was in, uh, was it Leon that he was at? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was really good. The uh, he's moved to to Barca with his form there. He's really good operator. Um, yeah, you just want to be able to get. Players that are in the prime, near the prime, ready to put all in. And I, I just don't know if you would with him. If so, he's quality. He's quality. And I think it's a fair price as well for a 20 million fee if, that was, if we were involved with that. I think if you sign someone like Memphis to pay, sorry, not someone like, I think if you sign Memphis to pay, I think Memphis to pay is looking for a move down south, as in London. Within a year, yeah, I think yeah. he becomes. I think he breaks our hearts. I think he comes. He scores ten goals, maybe, and he has a great year. And he's he's flicks and tricks, and he's every bit of the maverick that he is in the field. And then all of a sudden, he gets linked with Spurs. Yeah, something. Like and that. Spurs are only willing to pay eighteen million for him, and he forces a move, and we're like, "Fuck, Memphis to pay!" Like we've been down that road, yeah, so many times, you know, or. Like, you know, you, well, actually, it wouldn't be West Ham. West Ham are doing bits. West Ham are doing business. Like, yeah, Skamaka and Costage. Yeah. Unbelievable business. That, that's, a, that, that's a great partnership between them. Costage with his crossing and Skamaka's aerial ability and his physicality. And he, he'd come in for Antonio when needs be or play with him or be the main man. I think that'd be that'd be really good signing for West Ham. I'm actually going to go to bed tonight and pray that PSG go, stump up the money for Skamaka because <laughs> yeah. I don't want him in the Premier League because I think he's an absolute fit for the Premier League. He's, yeah. he's one of the few Italians that will come in. Now, watch me. Watch people play this back in six months' time with <laughs> Skamaka's 18 games, no goals. Uh, but well, it's not against us. <laughs> not against us. Well, not 18 games, no goals for West Ham. But I, I, I just think that he's, he's, he's nasty enough to play in the Premier League. I, I, he's not a flat merchant like most most and once again I'm not trying to disparage the whole Italian nation it's just what we've seen there's, there's been very yeah. few Italians that have come into the Premier League and lit it up you know but I think Skamaka could be the guy who come in and be very very plausible um, <laughs> but uh, and they're getting him for a song of 40 million I think is a bit of a song but anyway yeah. um, on, on to more comments here Liam Liam Zilli he says incoming happy man happy <laughs> Limerick man I think that's me. I'm still celebrating. Absolutely <laughs> still celebrating. Um, Ian says, I like to pay my only concern is last time he was in the Premier with Man United. He didn't exactly set the header alight. Yeah, I think that was more to do with United more so than his, his ability. But then again, I think and now that he's he knows his ability, I think now yeah. it's going to be more about him now. So I think there's like three stages to Memphis to pay. Um, it's a bit like Salah when he came to Chelsea, had to go out again. He has his experience in the Premier League, went back to Italy, came back to Liverpool, different player, because he's learned a lot more. I think it could be the same with the pay. Yeah, 
I think so. Um, Dave says, slightly concerned, seemingly no bandia from the off tomorrow for Romeo Melis. We believed we look off a creative. We, we'll come to that comment in a moment, Dave. We'll come to that comment in a moment. Um, we've seen the Jared for PM. Shane Coleman says, Villa are building a squad with depth. Jared, only players that would improve us coming in. I love that. And do you know what? Yeah. At the start of the summer, I would have said... Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah. Now I'm thinking the fact we have. So this is, this is weird. When we were buying players by the... By the pound in uh, at the start of the summer, like it was literally another day, another link, another yeah. day, another, another signing. I was kind of going, nah, I don't know, I don't know. Even though the players we bought were really good, don't get me wrong. But now that we're not buying players, I'm kind of going, there's a matter of principle because we brought yeah. in a guy in Augustinson that he genuinely, I, I, I think, I, I don't think that that Jared's going to be a lap dog for for Langa. I don't think Dean Spit was either. Before anyone questions that. Thing off the wall behind me, um, uh, <laughs> one, of, one of my pictures is off the wall oh, behind yeah. me, and it's really annoying me. There's there's a gap between Gabby and the other the other beer mats, but I I think I think Jared was told, listen, this is a guy we're thinking of. If you want a left back, have a look at him. Jared looked at him, and went, yeah, fuck it, I want him. Yeah, he's really yeah. he's exactly what I want. I think there's very much that that kind of yin and yang, and there's that kind of sympathico there, and, and I believe in that. I I I think that we're going to wait for players like we waited for. Um, we wait, we waited. We didn't, we didn't go all out in, for for an eight in um for the Rodrigo Benton Corp, which I wish we did, but anyway, we didn't in in January of last year. And I think Jared is going to wait again for for yeah. when the, the the money and the and, and and the talent matches up. But I do think we're definitely silent an eight before. The, I the think so as well. I think that they do work in. They have to suit the club, um, with quality wise and financially. It's got to make sense all round. Um, they will want to get someone in. And a lot of things can obviously change fast, so you could see it a bit later when, as I've said before, a bit of a domino effect, we could see someone come in. But they, they obviously weren't they weren't so eager to splash money in January to sort Air 6 problem, and they were focused on getting Kamara in. And the, I think I heard they were sorting that out pretty early after the window. Um, mm. So they, they were laying the groundwork, they knew what they wanted, and they got it done, which is... Really good because I mean he he could have gone to a top club. Kamara could have as a free agent as well. Well, if it puts anyone's mind at ease, now I'm a couple of whiskeys in now. I'm gonna I'm gonna like I know that they wind they dined Kamara like Jared Albert went over and sat in his lap for a week over <laughs> in in Marseille. Like he's dead and Jared like Jared spent more time talking to his dad than he did, and you see it in the video. 
when Jared goes, where's your dad? Where's your dad? I got to yeah, talk to him. Yeah. Apparently that was the thing. It was Bubakar is the player. You got to get around the man and the dad. And apparently Jared went over and did a bang up job in that. And uh, I know that, look, I know Nathan Collins <laughs> was in very high contact with Steven Gerrard at one stage. I know that for a fact. I know yeah. that for a fact that they were in high contact and it just came down to play, playing time. Um, but yeah. but Gerrard likes to get to know the family, gets to like, you know the ins and the outs of the player, the, 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 the tangibles and the intangibles. And, and when we're talking about building a, a squad, I think that's important because you can build a squad by, by a fellow who you think is going to make, you, make your team better. But if he doesn't match the chemistry of your squad, yeah, kind of screwed. Because if you've got who's getting six games and he gets disgruntled and starts kicking the ties out of the pram and starts being a prick in the bench yeah. and throwing bottles around the place and stuff like that, I think Jared's smart enough to know. you got to know you got to know the pedigree of a guy and sign sign the pedigree as much as you got to sign the, the, the actual yeah. playing time as well of a guy too. So, so I'm, I'm impressed. I'm impressed with that. Here's a question for you, James. I'm still unsure about the chemistry. Actually, we'll come back to this when we talk about our our Brisbane Roar and our and our Man United. But remind me to come back to this, the continue on Brindia, because you're not the one who's been drinking whiskey all night. Um, <laughs> is Traore on his way, James? I'd say so. I, I think um, he's just so frustrating to watch. It can be great and it can be very not great. I think he's got some sort of sailability about him. Um, the only problem is on, I think it would be to a team on the continent and there's not all that amount of money over there at the moment, but it could be done, I suppose, structuredly. But in, in terms of what he adds to the squad, Gerard wants to get rid of the inconsistencies and Traore, to me, just epitomises inconsistency. Mm. So I just think Point. that he he will be on the way out. So, yeah, I'd expect to see that. It just depends where, depends when it happens. They will want to get people out, as, obviously, ASAP. Uh, maybe it'll start moving when we get back to England. But, yeah, we'll see. You You make a great point, and I agree with you. But I'm going to play devil's advocate for, with it for a minute. Steven Gerrard is a man who played on teams with Nicholas Nelka, Liverpool. And he played with Gibril Cissé. Yeah. And they were absolute wild cards. Like, like Nelka, when he was at Liverpool, was a wild card. He wasn't the Nelka that was with Chelsea and with Bolton. And Nelka was a wild card. Nelka was yeah. a guy. And Nelka, actually, do you know what? Nelka was a wild card through his own career because he just shot on sight. And I, I've, I've yeah. likened Cameron Archer to Nelka. And I... I the more I'm seeing of Cameron Archer, the more I'm patting myself in the back on. <laughs> yeah, he kind of is because he just loves to take shots at goal. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest one of the biggest flaws with strikers at the moment, specifically the likes of Ali Watkins, is he likes to, he wants to take the, the right shot as opposed to just taking a shot when no one yeah. is expecting to take it. Now we'll get back to that in a moment. But I think Traore, I think Gerard is a soft spot for him. Now look, every man's got a price, and as I said. He's probably on the list of three or four that are saleable if the right offer comes in. But I think if the right offer doesn't come in, I think Gerard would like to throw him on in a game against the Brighton. There's a game to play like three at the back in attack and five at the back in defence. A guy who does who he's play, the players don't have a fucking clue what's going on, and you pass it to him, and all of a sudden he just pings one in off his yeah. left shin, like from forty yards, and you're going. And like we've, we, I think last year our predictability was our biggest problem. 
And he kept on yeah. talking about wanting to see Traore. And I think it was for very much that. I think he plays a predictable yeah. system, but he likes to bring in a joker out of the pack. And I think Leon, I think that's why he persists with Leon Bailey's and the Traores and the likes of those is that he needs to have yeah. he needs to have a structure to his game from minute one to sixty. And then after that, I think he likes to have a bit of a free reign. And we've seen that in games where our yeah. game plans can be completely different after an hour. Um so I'm not so sure Traore is on the chopping chopping block unless the right offer comes in. Yeah. The right offer Aston Villa comes in. I think it's it's an interesting one as well. You you made a good point. And just thinking about it now, in when he was at Rangers, obviously that's where they coined the two tens. And I think they based one whole window pretty much over stacking different types of tens yeah. that they have. And they had like eight, nine, ten different sort of players. Yep. And Traoraji Hadji's son. Yeah. yeah. They had they had Arfield, Scott Arfield, who they moved back into an A position. Arebo, Kent, Rebo. Yeah, Arebo yeah, is the one that reminds me of Traor Ray in a way. On the board, yes. it's really, it, it can be silky. I think Arebo is useless, by the way. But <laughs> yes, yeah, but you know what I mean. He's got that sort of, uh, he's got the flair on the board. He likes to to dribble it, and he just give you something different. He can just, he yeah. can conjure something out of nothing. So maybe, yeah. And in and, fairness, they have Morelos up front, who is a bit of a maverick himself. Like, you yeah. know, I know he scores loads of goals in, in, in Rangers, and we've been linked with him. I'm not quite sure his premiership ability. No. But I, I think I think if he went to somewhere like, like I keep on going back to Italy because I think the Italian league is so structured that if you bring in a, an out of structure player, like Dybala is an out of structure player, and he's thrived out there. And yeah. the likes of, like, like, Betastuta was not a structure player. Like, like you go back through the years, and Totti yeah. was not a structure player. Yeah. And he was Italian. They didn't know what the fuck to do with him. You know, <laughs> the Italian national team didn't know what to do with him because he was yeah. not a structure player. Yet, in, in the Italian league, he was an absolute champ. Cassano, you know, you, I, could, I could list these players. I just don't know. Is like, like Morales, but out, Morales is an out of structure player for, for Rangers. And, you, you know, so, so Jared can work with those, but he does like his structure. So I think yeah. it's a bit of a kind of a. I, I, it's, it's like you make a lovely dinner and you throw that extra bit of garlic in at the top, kind of a thing, you know, <laughs> yeah. a little bit of a punch, you know. Bit so. of, bit of exactly, a bit of pizzazz. Um, what other comments have we? Apparently, 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 we've uh, there it is, there's Philipson, and we're going to get on to the, the Australian bit in a moment. We're only 35 minutes into the podcast. Give us a minute, let's. Um, so what's people's thoughts on having three million fans in Australia, according to Burslow? I'd be surprised if we dreamed. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. Seems a bit put out there, that doesn't it? <laughs> it looked like we did though at, at the Leeds game. It yeah. looked like like the Leeds game. The atmosphere was bloody amazing. Yeah. Fair play. If there's any Melbourne, Brisbane, or um, I, I apologies. Sorry, actually, I'll go back and I'll, I'll scratch all the names. If there's any Australian Lions Club members or listen listeners to the podcast that live in Australia. Thank you very much because yeah. I what? actually felt loved watching that game because it was amazing. Amazing. Yeah. It's great having that global support, you know. We can go if you go anywhere and you have that support. It because obviously not everyone can afford to fly across the world to support Villa. Um but having those bases in, in different countries, we have loads in America as well. It it just shows your global reach, you know, it just shows that the the size of your fan base and it something that makes you proud to be part of. Do you remember when? Well, sorry, actually, James, you probably don't. <laughs> I'm going to be really honest with this. One. 
I think it was 98. Arsenal yeah, signed Unichi Inamoto, Unichi Inamoto from Japan. And automat- like literally within the next few days, our balance sheet just went that way. From, yeah. From short sales. Yeah, that's uh, another big thing. I, I, I think we're away from that at the moment, considering, uh, unless you find a really untapped market like India or Pakistan or Bangladesh or, or somewhere somewhere like that. And, and, and Aston Villa are primed for that, maybe with a uh, Arjun Reiki or someone like that, you know. But um, yeah. you're not going to be signing players out of those markets at this moment in time. Now, hopefully the time will come because obviously the game is getting better in those areas. But when Arsenal did that, it just went up and up. And they just literally, they, they found him out to Fulham. They found him out wherever else. But Arsenal's balance sheet just kept them going that way. Um, I think this is the new, if you can go there and you can make a real impression on a portion of a population the size of Australia. And I think Aston Villa have done that. And I think that's why the PR has been amazing. I think this will be remembered. I think I think the yeah. Assassin Villa tour would be remembered in the likes of Townsville, Brisbane, and Perth. And yeah. I think obviously United are going to come and they're going to have their big fucking entourage yeah. with them or whatever. <laughs> but I think there's a small bit more of a, a kind of a hipster feel about Aston Villa, and I think that's where we're going to grab the fans, grab the uncasual fan, yeah. uh, of, of I, or grab the casual fan, should I say? Yeah, and I think as well, um, just makes you think of how they're trying to get um, affiliate clubs sorted in Portugal. Um, you know, tap into that sort of area, get make some good relationships with clubs, um, see where you go from there. You can get talent from those places as well as part of your club, and you can also share your talent on loans and stuff. I think you build good relationships and it can help with a lot. And, you know, only ways up, I think, at the moment globally. Uh, and you know what? Of all the countries in all the world where they create great athletes... Australia is up there. Yeah. You go to any Olympics, like Australia is up there in the middle. Like, yeah, Ireland's right beside the UK. Come over here to Ireland. We've got fantastic athletes. We've got fantastic athletes. But I can guarantee you 90% of them are going to be in the front page of the sun for one reason or another. <laughs> so maybe the, well, the Australians could as well. Yeah. The Australians could as well. They have the punch on for an old pint here and there. But, uh, <laughs> Uh yeah, you, you you know what I mean with that. The, the, but they do. They've they've got a point. Like they're they're a very fit fit nation and stuff like that. Yeah, that. Look, the uh, our, our Moy is, is 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 joining Celtic and like there's uh there's they've they've got these players that have played in the Premier League. They've got a pedigree playing in the Premier League. So look, um and look, Man City have have uh what is it? Mel no, what's Man City's team owner. And City of a team uh, owner, I can't remember, is it Melbourne City? Yeah, I think it might be Melbourne, yeah. Yeah, because they just do it in M's yeah. and N for New York, New York City. Yeah. But, uh, and, but, I mean, they don't do it M's at all, because when you're looking at they have Girona, they have everyone else. Oh. Cut that from the podcast, cut that <laughs> from the on. podcast. Absolutely, absolutely. But, yeah, I don't think we've got 3 million fans in Australia, and if we do, well, more power to them, because they, yeah. it sounded like we did in the Suncorp Stadium in, um, I think it was Suncorp Stadium in, against Leeds. Yeah. And I hope to Christ we sing our absolute nads off against Manchester United um, when it comes to it on, on, on Sunday. There's a man here by the name of Liam, Liam Murdoch was asking me any plans to watch alongs this season. Um, there was plans for it, but it takes up a lot of time. It takes a, And I swear an awful lot when I'm watching games. So, uh <laughs> This nice exterior that you have right now, 
doesn't happen during games. During games, there's very much punching walls and swearing yeah. and stuff. So I'm very much uh, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe. I'm not going to. I'm not going to uh, to say I won't do it. Um, but um, if you were to ask me now tonight on the on the twenty second of July, I would say it's unlikely. Uh, it's unlikely mm-hmm. for sure. So let's look back at the and we'll talk a small bit about. Um, We'll do this very quickly and we'll talk small bit about who potentially could be coming in afterwards. Brisbane Roar game. I was never putting much stock in it anyway before it ever happened. And to be honest with you, the best man in the field was a man from Ireland. He was a man who played with Galway United, my local club here on Galway. And he was from Dublin. The best man in the field I thought was Jay O'Shea um, for Brisbane Roar. Uh, Irish guy playing down there for ages. Uh, Charlie Austin came around and spent more time in the right back position than he did up front. <laughs> I thought when I heard after the game that Villa did uh, did an hour and a half session at eleven o'clock that morning, it made so much sense yeah. to me about yeah. how shit we were in the first half. Yeah, know? well, I mean, I I didn't get to to watch it live because I was at work, but like catching up on the highlights and stuff. And as yeah. you say about the the, the ninety minute session before, but the the whole point of that is to get a fitness ready, obviously. But that does make sense with the the lethargy on the ball <laughs> and stuff. Second half team looked a lot sharper. But I think we see that quite a lot when Buendia comes on. Tim looked good. Archer looked good. Took his second chance. Um, but yeah, I think we said a couple of weeks ago when we did the pod that the Brisbane game would be a bit different to obviously the Leeds and United ones. And it, it, it was. Um, but yeah, it, it it's not always... Well, it's not about the results. It is about the fitness. It's about getting a bit of chemistry. It's about not getting injuries. And that's what happened. So, you know... Job job done, really. And I think that's true because, like, at the end of the day, like, United played Crystal Palace today, I think it was. Yeah. And it was before, actually, uh, coming in the Irish, the Irish angle again, it was like four Irish kids played in that as well. One of them, um, his name is Killian Phillips, had an absolute banger of a game, started centre midfield, he was brilliant. And then it brought on then the the cohort of, of the under-20 was this guy Killian Phillips I, he wasn't even on my radar I don't even know who the hell he was I'll be really honest uh, with you and he was really good today for, for Crystal Palace I think Crystal Palace are going to be a dark horse this year they've made yeah. some really good signings and they made Chris Richards they just signed him as well today for 15 million I think Crystal Palace could be could be somebody that could be like a new Wolves or something yeah. like that because like they're making moves when the likes of the Wolves when likes of Wolves aren't and Leicester haven't signed anybody this season yeah, but that's Leicester a conversation looking. for another day yeah. but when we look back at that game against Brisbane Roar yeah you could see leggy legs out there and you could see it was definitely a game whereby players were coming off a game on the Sunday and it was it was Sunday again that, lest we forget and then the, then the Wednesday again they, they there was no days off you're there to run when you're in yeah. 40 degree heat like so they're not they're not looking out for you when they're out there they're looking for you to like they're if, pushing you if, if you're not puking you're not you're not running like you know and yeah and that's what this time of year is for I mean, especially when ashley preset and i must say ashley if you're watching you're probably not but if you are give us a thumbs up um <laughs> ashley if you're watching you're doing absolute god's work out there i like I'll be honest with you, the, the Birmingham Mail gets a small bit of stick every so often. I won't have it. Ashley Priest does a fucking fantastic job. And uh, I'm very much in his corner and he's doing a super job. And I see a lot of comments out here actually are, are, are very much like John Steele has one here where Ashley's getting some good content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I will be honest with you guys. Ashley's one of the good guys. 
He really is. Yeah. I speak to him. I speak to him off camera. I speak to him on camera. He's a really good guy. He's he comes across he's like it. Get, and he's just a fucking Villa fan. That's what he is, you know. Yeah. So fair play to him. He's living the dream out in Australia. And keep it up, actually. Yeah. If you're watching it, uh, I really appreciate all the content you're putting out because we we literally get what you give us. And and, and thank you very much for that. But um, he said that they were they were training the, the the day before they had an hour and a half training and it was pretty tough, you know. So um, look, as you said yourself, it's all about being fit, all about being fit and all about fitness. And of course. Archer comes on, scores an Archer type goal uh, he when, when he does. And, you know, Bundia comes on, does a couple of skips around the ball and stuff like that. And Bundia is great, don't get me wrong. But, um, you know, he's, uh, he, uh, I, I think, I, I think he's there, but I don't think we're playing two tens to start the season. I think we're yeah, four, two, three. I think we might be four, two, three, one. Or I think we might be four, two, something, something. It's tough. It's tough to call, isn't it? Because yeah, I mean, you've got Bailey that, as we said, Gerard seems to like, and I like what he does offer when he's fit. Um, I think he can scare defenses. He can push defenses back for one thing. It give you more room to operate in. I think we're going to see. We'll see a lot of changes. I think we, we, we might see Coutinho and Brundier together. We might see Coutinho and Bailey. We might see two strikers and one ten. It, it's it's one of those. We could see the four two three one. I'd like to see who partners Kamara in that sense, because um, I don't don't think Jared wants to drop McGinn, but he also really likes Ramsey. It's I'm going into this season not knowing a couple of positions who's going to play where, and it's quite exciting actually. I think it's I think it's it's it, it, it's exciting to have options. Yeah, and I know look. <clears throat> Um, oh, I had a great analogy there about a box of chocolates, but it just didn't work. But uh, it didn't work for this one. But I, I, I think, I think that you become a big team when you can replace a person off the bench with somebody that's with somebody that's as good as who you're bringing off. Yeah. And uh, while I would love to play all our good players, I think we're in a. I think we will be in a position come the start of the season whereby we'll have a bench where we're going. Oh, he's on the bench, Jesus. Like the benches yeah. as were like there was times last season where we we're looking at the bench when we we're all fit and we we're going oh the bench is as good as who we're playing you know yeah. and and it doesn't work out that way absolutely it doesn't because the team goes up and puts in abject performances and people off the bench but you can only call it as you see it on minute zero you know and and yeah. like Wendy is not a bad footballer he's a flipping brilliant footballer Coutinho is a brilliant footballer but Coutinho is better than Buendia. When Coutinho puts it together, oh yeah, and it's completely understandable that there'll be games when he doesn't put it together. Yeah. Now, would I like to see the two of them play together? I would love to see the two of them play together, and I think they will play together. But I think if you're looking at a 38 game season, you gotta have an A and a B kind of setup, or a C and a D setup, and that's what Jared's gonna have the luxury of having this year without thinking on the fly, yeah, or trying to implement on the fly. And, and and that's what I think Aston Villa are going to be different about this season is we're going to be more prepared <coughs> when we're we're going to be more prepared on a lesser time scale than last year because we did some good work when we were when we weren't prepared at all and sometimes that's why we had massive losing streaks was Jared was going oh we have to play this this game or, or we're yeah. going to play this against this team and 
it wasn't naivety. It was because it was probably the right thing to do. We weren't set up to do it. And yeah. I think that's I think that's okay too. I think that's okay too. But he will be judged on the massive losing streaks that he had last season, not having those again this season and getting draws in between. Yeah. People yeah. Get him. yeah he wants to cut out two main things. He's cut out the inconsistency, cut out the sloppy goals that we concede. Um, and right. I think bringing in the balance that we'll have from Kamara, that helps. He helps the defence, he helps the attack. And then you got Carlos, who is so calm on the ball. The amount of games under Gerard where we wanted to play it from the back, but there was a bit of a, you know... Half a slag box shot. Yeah, I feel... Do you know what? When I go to try and walk inside to my, inside in a minute, I'll be like Forrest Gump. I'll be all over the place as well. <laughs> try and walk inside after the amount of whiskey I've had. But life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to Sorry, James. I, I knocked you off your no, but it's, um, uh, Yeah, uh, there was a bit of like um, hesitancy on the ball at the back. Uh, you look at Carlos, he looks like he, he won't wilt under pressure. The same with Kamara. And that's going to help a lot. You know, I think the amount of times that we saw a, a ball in, down the channel, a long ball down the channel, and the ball just comes back at you. And yes, it just... You, you can't you can't get any momentum when you've not got the ball. So riding the waves and, of pressure is going to be important. And, and James, you're dead right. Uh, like, I think one of the biggest things with Villa last year was the ball was... Co- we were able to give the ball back, but what we were doing was we were giving the ball back when they were set. Yeah. So, some like... And, and this isn't a criticism of Mings, because I definitely think Mings is starting. Come, yeah. Like, I'm going to ask you your opinion on that. And I've seen it before that, like, look, Ashley's doing a fantastic job outside there. Absolutely brilliant. And Love Bleed says the exact same thing. I think Ashley is great. His content at Oz has been top notch. Love, love his uh, videos in the local pubs. I love his videos. Look, I love videos yeah. in every pub. I feel like <laughs> I'm in a pub all yeah. my life. But, um, but uh, he said that Konza and Carlos were playing with the main team this season. And I think, that, or, or today in, in training, I think that stands to reason. We'll get on to that when we're talking about United. But I think one of the biggest things with Mings last year is Mings was taking it down. He was looking to pass it back to, to Martinez. Maybe the casualty of Mings is going to be beaten out, not beaten out of him, but, but, but made like not a thing this year. And we, if we can yeah. get that ball up faster when they're less set, I think that's going to help Watkins because I don't think Watkins is very good, very good against a set defense if the ball is coming straight at him. Now, yeah. when we play in triangles and when we when we Ross Barkley there, okay, everybody cool your jets, <laughs> pull up your chairs, stay stay safe. I'm going to say something here that might knock people off their chairs. Ross Barkley was very was one of those out of the box players that we had because. He's a, he's a big, tall guy. He occupies a player, and he's able to turn on the ball. He's as slow as a wet week, absolutely. <laughs> but when he gets turned, he's able to pass the ball. And when he yeah. did it, when Watkins was there, Watkins was scoring goals. Yeah. So, like, uh, and that gets that allows me to believe that when teams are set, and I think teams were more afraid of, uh, of a James uh, or of a Ross Barkley then they were very afraid of you. But they were, they were more afraid of a, of a Ross Barkley than they were of a, uh, of, of a not a Ross Barkley. I think we were playing them last season when we went more flat in, in, in midfield. So 
like sometimes we mightn't like the player, but what he brings is difficult for a team to 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 hold. Now, yeah. does Coutinho do that? I don't think he does, but he does it in a different way because Coutinho, if Coutinho gets facing you, best of luck to you. Yeah. But as teams showed us last year, if he doesn't get facing you, it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Is he, is he yeah. Philip Coutinho if he doesn't get faster? And. If the team is going to be built around getting Watkins into positions, I'm not saying we sign Ross Barkley for seven million. Please do not get me wrong on this one. What I'm saying is style makes styles make fights, and it's going to be yeah. Gerard's job to get the best out of Ollie Watkins. But the best of Ollie Watkins is when you create that unpredictability in front of the back four. So yeah. who's going to create that unpredictability? Is it going to be Buendia? Is it going to be Traore? Is it going to be is it going to be Coutinho? Who's it going to be? And it's going to be coming from the back. What Mings is yeah. going to get a far fast enough. Well, th- there's also the shape that if he struggles with his first system that he wants to play with the season, unless he starts with it, he's always got the full back of the two strikers again. Because when we played that to, to balance us back out, you had Ings dropping off, creating a bit more room for Watkins. And we saw a couple of goals out of that, um, specifically like the Southampton game. Ings dropped deep, plays the ball into Watkins, he turns and scores. It's all about the movement of dragging, the, making that space. And that's what Watkins likes. If someone yes. drops off, creates a space for him, he's not slow. He, he, can, beat his, he can beat his marker to the ball. And, and the, also the other thing about Watkins, he can make something out of it. When, when he's on form and he's pressing, that's what I like about him. But can Watkins make something out of nothing from the edge of the... Like, I've no, seen not, yeah. do it. From the edge of the attacking third, Watkins can make something out of nothing if the ball falls him in the in the box. I just, for a winger, I'm very disappointed in him in his carrying of the ball and 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 his his composure. Now I want Ali Watkins to stay. Don't get me wrong, but I think that if we can get Ali Watkins to be an across the defender runner, as yeah. like like Harry Kane, Harry Kane is Harry Kane's making a living out of running across the defender. Yeah. That's what he that's, that's what he did. He got cocky, got a couple of goals, got 20, 30 goals, 20, 30 goals a season. Like just just like that, <laughs> like that. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, then the rest of his game came into play. Like he's 10 years or something with, with over 20 goals a season. You yeah. know, or, or something mad like that. You know, so when when stuff falls into fall, sorry, by the way, for the fact checkers out there, I know he's not 10 years with 20 goals a season. So <laughs> lay off of that one. But when stuff gets into, like when, when you've got a, a striker that's confident, anything can happen. So yeah. what I would like Watkins to do is be that run across, the, run across the, the, the face of the defender type player like a winger would do and try and slot it into the corner. But I just don't think he's good enough at slotting in the corner at the moment when yeah. he can get there. But then again, he's 26 years of age. So when is he going to get there? It's, so it's, there's, there's a lot of devil's advocate with him. Yeah, he's one of those... That, uh... When he goes one on one with the keeper, I'm never sure. I'm I'm never sure it's going to be a goal. I, I think he's more of an instinctive finisher. I just think of like the goal against City from the corner, 
comes yes. in fast at him. He's in muscle memory. He's, he's so much better when it comes to that. Um, yeah, I just I would at the moment rather see Archer free one on one than Watkins. Mm. But Watkins does give give us a lot when he's on form. Archer's two goals in preseason have been brilliant. Yeah. Like his first one ran from from middle of the, middle of the field, albeit against two trialists. Okay, uh, and um, you know, but the, his goal against Brisbane Roar was was quite good. You know, he had a couple of shots on target where he gotten into positions and he carried the ball forward himself, straight at goalkeeper, blocked by defenders, stuff like that. And he kind of learned. And he actually, am I right in saying he took in his left foot? His, it was his, the, the goal. It was his right. He, um, was his right. The thing I liked about it was he, even though the ball was coming into Watkins, he was ready for it to come to him. He had the expectancy. Yes. He had the time. It, the ball didn't bounce off him. He took a touch and he placed it. And that's what I like about it. Not, there's no panic. Yeah, yeah, you know, you're right. I was thinking of a, a time he took it and he actually took he, he went wide and he took a shot yeah, and he's left. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I thought that was a goal. But going back to Mings, Mings and 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 Carlos and stuff like this, do you know what? Like, I'm 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 readily and I'm massively of it. I think Mings is going to start the season, but I'm okay with the conversation. And Red Pepper, yeah, great to have you listening, Red Pepper. Red, if anybody doesn't know Red Pepper, just type it into Google. Because you're going to get <laughs> an oral experience that's just so fantastic that I can't even. I'm not even going to bother explaining it because it's it incredible. So brilliantly, he's he is yeah. he is the voice of all voices. But yeah. Red, thank you so much for listening, man. This is amazing. I can't believe we've got Red Pepper listening. But don't get me started. The Wings are standalone. I'm happy to be pelted with rocks, for my opinion. But Wings has plenty of time to develop. He's setting his ways. He'll never be world class. And you know what? I I. I don't think it's. I don't think you're wrong to say it. I think. I think we like. And and I know when I, I've got a cop out and saying the world class, um, the world class bit, but I think Mings knows he's had a he's had a couple of hairy moments over the last eighteen months. Yeah. Prior to those eighteen months, I think he was rock solid, and I think he needs to find his way back to being rock solid again. Can he? At a like, can you teach an old dog new tricks? Is the question for Mings. Yeah, that's the thing. Teaching all new tricks. Yeah, he's he, he's he's not going to be world class. I don't think he is world class, but he's very good. It, it he gets a lot of unnecessary hate. I think I, I can understand the frustration with um, the hoof ball, the mistakes, but I think people <laughs> overlook the really good work that he does. But I also have no issue with people like Red that say we want to upgrade, and it's like, well, yeah, obviously. In, in naturally, you do want to move up a level, but that's not a slight on Mings either. He's got us to this point as well. He helped us get promoted. He helped us stay up. He's helped us solidify. And I don't think it's you know harsh to say, yeah, I, I'd like someone a bit better. And I don't think it's wrong to say that you're open to a, the conversation of who is going to be the long-term centre-back partnership. I think that's good. I think centre back. I think the Premier League is probably the harshest league in the whole entire world on, yeah. on centre halves. Like Harry Maguire isn't good. Okay, we can all agree on that. Yeah. Um, he's not. He's not any good anymore. But he was good at one stage. He was. He was very good at one stage. Now, I'm go. I'm going to then take it on to another person. I'm going to say, like, am I am I right in saying that Minx has never played or? It's has Mings never conceded a goal as an England player. 
Is there he's, some mad statistic like that? No, I think I think he has, but it's something like he's got twelve or thirteen clean sheets out of fourteen he's or something. Never conceded a goal in tournament play or something like that. Now, once yeah, again, tournament play, people yeah. are going to say, "Oh, he's only played four games in tournament play." That's fine. That's okay. Now, what I'm getting at there is that a lot of the likes of Leo Bonucci, Giorgio Collini, a lot of likes of these these like these absolutely like like fucking Gandalf style defenders that you have uh, in the Italian league. A lot they make a lot of their name in the international stage, and nobody really follows this follows Serie A as as, as 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 cleanly as they do. And maybe yes, they're good in big games. But they might try and a rick against Cremonese every so often or whatever. So what I'm trying to say here is that that and, and this is completely I've got no basis on this. This is just me waxing lyrically here. Other than the fact that I know that Benucci and Collini have thrown in ricks in their time before. But um I think the defenders game is an old game. I think that yes, he's coming close to 30, if now he's 30 already, time or means. And he does need to pull up his socks. But once again, James, I'm going to go back to my caveat of I think he's one of the two saleable players in the team that, that that every team needs to keep. I think if you're talking about two saleable <laughs> players, Tyro Mings and Douglas Louise are the two saleable players for yeah. big money that we have at the moment. Yeah. Yes, you've got the Burton Troyers who are going to get maybe Burton Troyer might get 10 million, might. Yeah, maybe so, around that eight to 10. Yeah. But I think the saleable players that you're, you're going to say, I can sell these guys. And replace them in the morning are Louise Mings. Yeah, I think I think so, and I think we do have ready-made replacements in a sense. If we, we have got good options already, and then we've got good options coming through the academy as well, um, which is another thing. I I, th- I always thought at the start of um, the window when we got Carlos in, and there was a lot of talk about another um, centre half coming in. Obviously, you said. Um, Collins was on, on the list and in contact. I thought it was going to happen. I'm going to get pelters for that in the morning. I shouldn't have said it anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, I think I expected it to happen at first, but I also think they do like to keep the pathway clear. Um, and we've got what yeah. we've got four or five <laughs> options outside of the academy. We've got Mings, Carlos, Chambers, Concer, House. So we've got options and we're not afraid to dip into the market for the right player as well. And I think, James, as I've always said, and I've said, uh, uh, like, I'm going to blow my own horn. I'm going to say I'm probably the only one that's making this observation, is that of all the young players who've come up, you've the young teams, you've got the you've got the Jaden Philogene Bidess, you've the Cameron Archers, you've got all these. These guys are coming from a pool of players that are of the age to be able to make, make uh, and in a position to, to, to make an impact. Now, the Sfinkles, the Bogards and those, you can't throw those in at 17 at centre-half. You just can't. And it's no. too young. And the gap between the likes of them and 25 and and I don't even know what age Tyrone Mings is. He's 29 if he's not 30. 29 this year. That gap is too big to throw in the Bogards, the Sprinkles. And I know, I know, like, and it's even younger that's actually on the bench at the moment with Josh Feeney. Yeah. But maybe he's that freak that comes up along. But but the club are being... being um judicious and they're being diligent with the fact that they're that they're minding that area of the field because like it's it's once in a generation that Garrett Barry comes along and plays at 17. It's once yeah. in a generation that fuck that, that, that these guys come along and they and, and they actually take to the man's game at centre half because 
it's a whole different ball game at centre back than it yeah. is at right wing or striker. Yeah, you but know, you have to be so... built for it as well, didn't you? I think that's that's the one thing with Feeney as well. He, he needs a bit more physical development as well as um, developing his actual ability. But I, I think maybe, maybe two two seasons time, three seasons time, you might see him getting a bit more game time. But yeah, it is a bit early for him. But as I say, it's all about the pathway for him, isn't it? This is what the club go on about constantly. So it, we, we want to make additions that improve the squad but don't block the pathway. That's why you're seeing players like Carlos and Coutinho come in, experienced, a little bit later in the career, but they improve the team. Yeah. And, and look, Supermax says, says this, I seem really impressed with Feeney. Who cares, who cares with Jared? Jared's going to be out the door in three years' time. <laughs> Fuck him. No, I seem really impressed with Feeney. Feeney's brilliant. Feeney will be yeah. back in three years' time, lads. Feeney will be 20 years of age. It's mad. These talented people <laughs> ruining my life. These talented people ruining my Friday evening. Um, I joke. I, 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 I jest. But hey, come here. In fairness to the likes of Mark Harrison and uh, and, and that crew, they're going to save us millions in the future. Fingers yeah. crossed. It looks like they are. They've done it with Ramsey. Hopefully they've done it with... T- like, lads, lads, at the end of the day, we're... This time, okay, we... we this time last year, I was willing to spend about a hundred million on two on two number sixes. Yeah, free transfer and Kamara, Tim. Irrebuttal. Yeah, that's that's mad. Like, like I'd be happy to see those two play together at some point in some sort of capacity, minutes and wise. That, that James transforms a team if you get lucky in an area like that. Yeah, the amount you can horse at a striker. Like to be honest with you, of all the, of all the positions in the field that you can take more shots and lose, I think is probably it's probably striker because everyone expects you to lose. Like yeah, if you're forty million striker. Everyone's excited for a year. If he doesn't pan out, and if you can get him for you sell him off for 28 million, okay, right, you get enough back. By the time you get amortization involved, probably making you're probably breaking even. Yeah. But uh, but when you go further back the field, it probably is less and less and less because the wages get less as you go back the field. Of of course, center has a, a side and such a revealer's side. So yeah, like the, the more the more we can get our U team in, like Ben Crescene. Christine, sorry, I said I'm. I said I'm sticking with Christine. Ben Christine came on the other day, played fantastic against Brisbane Roar. Yeah, and it, and and Kessler as well. I love Kessler. I think he's going to be. That I think him, Tim, and Archer are people I would personally have in my squad. I wouldn't be like, you know, um, I wouldn't cry if they were sent out on loan for a, a six months to a year. But I personally think they're ready. Especially with five subs rule, if you brought Kessler yes. on with 10 15 minutes in a game that you would turn a lot, maybe already his pace, he would worry any opposing fullback. It'd be great to see. I'll be honest with you, James, I'm not sure he can defend for Toffee, but no, he's no. going forward. Is like if you're playing against a team that you, you expect to be attacking against, like a like Watford last season, yeah. if you have a Maddie Cash. And I know we had we didn't have Dina for the first day of the season, but all of a sudden, if you've got like a, a, a Maddie Cash, you can take him off, and you can say, "Maddie, go balls to the wall for sixty minutes," and we're going to bring on Kane Kessler Hayden for for thirty minutes. Like that's that's scary yeah. stuff. I have a question for you here, and, and lads, we're, we're actually I don't have a question for you, but Kahoot Gaming has up 
did did Tifo football mark young Tim is long term. I've been chatting to Tifo to try and get him on the podcast for ages. And you know what? Oh, if they did, party. if they did, and they stole my thing. <laughs> <laughs> I love the they have to come on now anyway if they've done that. If they've marked <laughs> him now and there's someone potentially in the future, they have to come on for now. Now, in fairness, I could have the wrong email address. So, <laughs> you know, I, I could be talking into the ether here for a while. It's often happened. That, uh, it's often happened, but... Uh, I would love to get Tifo football on. It's my favourite podcast in the whole I was actually watching Tifo videos before we came onto the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I love Tifo. They're great. Um, I James, your manager tomorrow morning. And by the way, guys, we will be here with a team sheet tantrum tomorrow. Myself and Paddy will be here tomorrow for a team sheet tantrum. Um, at nine. Uh, carry the one minus five um 9 35 is when we'll be on for a team sheet tantrum in the morning we will be here for a team sheet tantrum but james if i was to put a gun to your head and say stephen jared's got covered you have to pick the team in the morning and we're going to go strong against man united i think yeah we're gonna Who see use james pick we're gonna see what will be close to the bournemouth team start of the season I think very close to it uh, I still I like the 4-3-3 and I don't in a sense but that's what I'm going to go with um, ME in goal Cash, Carlos, Mings, Dean and then Kamara McGinn, Louise I think we might see and then Coutinho, Bailey Watkins like Straight away on Twitter, they're all going, betting him out, betting him out. <laughs> no, Ramsey, betting him out. That's what they're saying. I can see it's, hashtag. It's, it's trending. Have, <laughs> but it's impossible. Like, isn't that a yeah. good, isn't that a good position to be in? And we still think we're going to have another. I still think we're going to have another number eight to come in. And I see people talking about about Sangari in there. I, I look, he hasn't gone anywhere else. So why the fuck? Why, why wouldn't he come to Villa? He hasn't gone anywhere yeah. else. But I'm, um, like, we've got serious options inside there. At that's the, the thing, yeah. Because like I was, I mean, I did that a bit wrong, really. I was thinking, if, if from a Gerard point of view, if it was me, I, I, I love Ramsey, and I could probably see a, a Ramsey McGinn um, as the two eights like last season. But yeah. from from the Gerard point of view, I don't know. He, he might still be wanting to see Louise in an eight, and I don't think he drops McGinn. Is what I think. But personally, if if it was me. Kamara McGinn, JJ, Kamara Louise, JJ, something like that. Yeah. Um, but I think the front three will be Coutinho, Bailey and Watkins. Maybe Brindia, but I, I do like the little bit of balance that we get from that front three. I agree with you. I, I... It's so tough to call. Yeah, it's like for me tomorrow, I, I if I if go into my head in the morning, I think Bailey starts. I think he loves yeah. Bailey. I think yeah. it was bit. I, I I think like when I talk about four two three one four three three kind of a hybrid, um, I I I think he I think he thinks Jacob Ramsey can play anywhere. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, I think I, I think. Yeah, he's, he's, he's likened him to a to a bit like himself when he was younger. Yeah. Uh, Gerard went through the stages of being an attacking player and a more defensive player in under Benitez, and Benitez was more positional and being solid I think he would trust 
Ramsey to do a job. He's used him as a 10. He's used him as an 8. I think he played some sort of minutes in a double pivot against West Ham, maybe, at some point. He dropped in at some point in last season and played there. Um, not for long, but I think he does trust uh, and, and they pushed Ashley Young up and they put Ashley Young into, into yeah. a position. Yeah, I was watching that going... My daughter's got, my daughter has just been born. Should I be watching watching matches? I think it was I think it was the early game. I was like, just just take them all off and forfeit the game for fuck's sake. I've got things to do. Yeah, so it, it's really it's a really tough one. But I keep saying this is that's what makes it so good because the only way that you compete is the competition between the players as well. You have got to keep yes. them on the toes. You don't have guaranteed football for anyone. You've got to earn your spot there, and we've got the options to challenge each other. So I think. We, we could be on the brink of a really fun season, I'll put it, because success isn't... You could do really well, but there's a, look at those seven, eight teams that are up there competing for European football. You could have a really good season and still lose out. So it's one of those. I just wanted to see... I want to see consistency and some coherent football. Premier League is going to be ridiculously competitive this year. Yeah. Like, for... for like. In years gone by, when a bit of investment would have got you close to Europe, like uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna spoiler alert. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give you what my prediction is, but I think people will think less of me with my prediction of 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 a, a finish this season. I just think that there's teams have done brilliant business this season, but I think there's yeah. teams have done no business and bad business this season. Like my United, what are my United Left, doing? Yeah. What, what are Leicester doing? Amazing. What have, what have Wolves done? Yeah. But then again, there's time after the season starts, and that's when you know they can come into their own as well. But yeah. anyway, James, we're here. It's it. We're seventy four minutes. Who would have <laughs> known? I tipped into the bottle of whiskey or they went tonight, and I couldn't <laughs> shut up, lads. We will be back with a United uh, team sheet tantrum tomorrow. But before we go. I think that uh, I, I'm going to really enjoy this game tomorrow, win, lose, or draw, because yeah. United have been absolutely brilliant in preseason. I mean, lads, if you think you're seeing United of last season, forget it. Ten Hag ball is f- in full flow. United are good. <laughs> good. Yeah. Antonio Martial, Martial is very good yeah. in Ten Hag ball. So, and I, th- I like I like Ten Hag at Ajax, so I, yeah. the amount that I don't like United, I was a bit gutted he went there to be honest, but the football should be exciting to watch, so yeah we'll see, yeah. I, I'm really excited for the game tomorrow We've got, we, we've got an, from Red Pepper again, we've got an early uh, an early prediction for tomorrow, clean sheet tomorrow yet again, do you know what if we finish nil all tomorrow I'll be the happiest man happiest man, uh, happiest Aston Villa fan yeah. uh, going because I think it'd be good if we can keep a clean sheet tomorrow I think it would give us a good read on where we are because United have been pretty good in attack like they scored an amazing goal against Crystal Palace amazing yeah. goal like guys if you haven't seen it look it up on Twitter it must have been 16 passes of complete and utter beauty um, yeah. so they can do it when they want to now if Alex Tellez has a good game against us tomorrow. I might go insane because I think he's the worst footballer in the whole entire Northern Hemisphere. But then again, that's me and my irrational hatred of him. But uh, um, it's going to be good. We will be back with a team sheet tantrum in at 9.35. Um, so, guys, thank you very much, everybody, for checking in. There's a rake of you watching. Could you give us a thumbs up? 
That'd be nice if he gives a thumbs up before I'll give you time. So I'm gonna wait here for the next 30 seconds. And you can all hit the thumbs up and be sound <laughs> to us. And uh that'd be really nice. It just does an awful lot for the algorithm, it, it kicks us up the algorithm. People yeah. can see the podcast that don't watch it. All you guys here are absolute stalwarts. I'm seeing the names like Ad, Ad is here, Ian is here, these guys, Leighton, always here, JD is always here, Aston, Jesus, we can't we couldn't get rid what of Aston. Name. We, can, we couldn't get a rest and we're bleached. Jesus, he's always here. And we're delighted to have you here. We're delighted to have you here. Who else is here? Who else is here? Taiwan, always here. Hippo, Hippo. Hippo, Hippo is always here as well. Peter Smith, always here. Liam, of course. You know, Super Mac, you guys are always here. And I absolutely love you guys. But if you aren't hitting the thumbs yeah. up, other creators can't come in to watch the podcast. So if you could, if you could do that, really, really appreciate it. Um, but uh, thanks very much, guys. We're going to be back again tomorrow, and uh, we love you for everything you do for the podcast. And Kahua Gaming said something at the very top of the hour, saying, "Hashtag Where is the merch? It's on the it's uh, announcement soon. Hopefully, it's just I'm I'm not I'm not in control of that. Nora's Paddy at the minute, but hopefully something soon. Hopefully something soon. But uh, thanks very much, James, for giving up your afternoon." Yep. 20 minutes, an hour and 20 minutes. I should put an hour ah, in, front of in, 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 in front of it, but you, you've been a legend for popping on. Um, and everybody, thank you so much for um, for, for popping on tonight. We will be back tomorrow morning. I really appreciate everything for everything you do. Go to sleep, you crazies. And tomorrow morning, do you know what? We'll all be shouting up the villa because Villa are going to beat United and we're all going to be absolutely delighted. And until then, oh, yeah. sweet dreams and up the villa. Up the villa. Oh, shit. Sports Social Podcast Network.